I V M. Folks, welcome to Pesa Pesa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and my guest today is Ashish, single founder and CEO at Wine Switch. Yes, this is another episode that we're doing on crypto. I feel that I think we need to talk about alternate assets. Also, we do a lot of stuff on mutual funds. stocks and investments and loans crypto probably doesn't get the kind of space it does of course we had done we had covered crypto in depth back in 2017 when the boom was happening and i think some of that boom is probably back and to walk us through what exactly is changed like i said ashish single founder and ceo at coin switch so ashish welcome to better weather thank you so much for doing this for us from your background you can see that you worked oh, wow at amazon microsoft and you're a hacker you've taken part and probably won a lot of hackathons so what is this link you know how does one go from amazon microsoft hacking into the world of crypto walk us through that uh hey anupam thanks for inviting me first uh so let me give you a little brief on my background and probably it would be clear why i am in crypto today right yeah, so i i am a computer science engineer from background so always loved building products and that's why i've worked at amazon microsoft leading a lot of their product and tech teams i personally built amazon's backend engine which handles hundreds of thousands of transactions a second i was uh, also the lead architect for prime now which is their one hour delivery service which got launched in new york and then uh, now it's present in over 10 countries including india right uh, so i always loved building products and that's what my fascination with crypto came from as a hacker i've i've built products in in various hackathons of one almost all major hackathons in india including sequoia hack google code for india wow. linkedin hack and my solutions have been taken by big big uh, firms and have been implemented in their companies right and once i uh, so during my hacking days uh, once i read about bitcoin i read the bitcoin sure. white paper it it clearly opened my my uh, mind Uh, i was too fascinated you know the finance field uh, for all of us has been like a closed box right uh, there were so many uh, things that you cannot innovate upon but with bitcoin and the protocol coming into picture it opened up the financial ecosystem altogether and gave uh, people like us developers a way to build financial services which are decentralized and you know which can benefit the masses right without the restriction of uh, being tied down to a local set right so that's what where my fascination in crypto comes from by being a builder right i always love building products and bitcoin has given me the opportunity to to impact the masses to build a new financial ecosystem and you know be the part of the revolution so that that's what excite me towards crypto and that's what has fascinated me to be working in crypto for the last 3 years So crypto in the last three years has been very exciting, probably a bit like your career and your hacking. So first, I let's take this backward, okay? Let's start from this year. What changed in in the Supreme Court verdict on March twenty twenty? What what exactly happened? So on March twenty twenty, Supreme Court overruled the RBI ruling, which was that uh, any financial institution regulated by RBI. cannot deal with entities dealing with crypto or even uh, people who are trading with crypto so uh, what we were seeing earlier into from 2018 till uh, 2020 is that uh, banks refused to work with crypto companies uh, banks uh, refused to give 
bank accounts to people who who were trying to trade crypto or you know be part of the crypto right uh, so it created a lot of uncertainty in people's mind uh, that you know how do is it legal is it illegal but it it was not about the legality the rbi uh, the restriction okay. was not about legality it was about restricting the growth of it right and after the 22 verdict uh, uh even rbi in the further rti has said that you know now banks can provide bank accounts to traders and crypto companies we have seen a tremendous growth in india right because that uncertainty which people used to have or trader used to have has been lifted by the supreme court right so now they feel more open and more free when whenever they are trading crypto right and so we have seen almost 400% growth since march in terms of the number of users coming to our platform from india and trading cryptocurrencies right so that clearly signifies the appetite that the indian had and why it was suppressed before and after the supreme court verdict we are seeing amazing growth of crypto in india yeah i i have to ask you right because in stocks we've i brokerages have had a rock a rocking first quarter april may june of this year all the data shows that people in the lockdown just turned to trading trading in stocks and what not so i think similar for crypto uh, exactly so being uh, you know covid situation uh, when the markets are the uh, institutions are in turmoil beat mutual funds beat stocks people are looking in an alternate way to hedge their bets in the market right and crypto provides a, a the biggest hedge that they can have right so we are seeing mm. a lot of new traders as well as old traders putting in more money in the market because the, they are uh, trusting less uh, the other markets right so the the growth in crypto is uh, obviously first fueled by clarity in regulation second it is fueled by the turmoil in the in the market which we are seeing today okay so as things stand now i can easily go over to coinswitch and open an account and link my bank and do everything that i used to do back in 2017 let's say that i'm someone who actually was into crypto 3 years ago so as per you i can do that today also uh, you can do that today mm. as well uh, the only uncertainty that comes is that there are no regulations so mm. if you go to say a stock exchange say say zerodha for matters right So, uh, Zerodha provides you user protection guidelines, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. are laid out by SEBI, right? So, as a user, you always feel empowered, and you always feel, uh, okay. you know, you, your funds are always protected, right? Those guidelines, uh, those guidelines doesn't exist in the crypto ecosystem. Yes, today. yes. It, it doesn't mean that your your money is at rest. It means that ah, the companies which are operating what... in this field are self self regulating. there is Correct. no external entity which has laid out a set of rules to protect self regulation right yeah. and that is very important yeah so so yeah so today uh, you oh, obviously right. can uh, do the same things which you were doing 2017 in the same regulatory environment which it was in 2017 yeah. nothing has changed yeah. uh, between 2017 and today but uh, going forward uh, we expect more uh, user protection to come into this field to give you more comfort to start trading crypto that was actually you know i was going to lead on to the to my next question when you were saying that because there is no savvy for crypto as of now so like you said there is no regulatory support there is no uh, probably institutional institutional support is is probably there because you've got an exchange in which 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 i can deal with obviously if anything goes wrong god forbid of course then i'm kind of left high and dry and that's what i want to talk about 
the, I don't know what the government is thinking about crypto. Okay, whether it's in India, whether it is globally, I have, you know, I have not really been uh, very tuned on to the news flow on that. I'm, I'm sure you have. Walk us through this part because there was some press article uh, from June that was saying that the government is actually planning a law that will outright ban crypto. So, what's your take on this? You know, probably from an India perspective, are there any lessons for us from a global perspective? So. Uh... First, uh, addressing that ban news. So that was an old uh, submission of a law which was submitted by previous financial secretary mm. and in 2017, February 2017. Since the draft was submitted, it was bound to be heard by the government. It doesn't mean that they are outright banning it, right? Uh, we now have a new financial secretary who would put his own views into it. And we believe that after the Supreme Court verdict, government is looking positively towards the crypto regulations rather than outright banning it because government has seen how crypto has contributed to the economy and the gdp of various countries like us like south korea right where instead of banning crypto they have regulated crypto right crypto in india is very 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 small right so the first uh, instinct of any government entity is not to spend too much time on it but protect user how they do that is by maybe banning that industry, right? But if you look a little further, right, next four to five years, we can see that the crypto would create an impact which would start impacting in a major way uh, to the economy and the GDP, like it has done in, in US, in South Korea, in, in many other countries, right, which has embraced crypto, right? So uh, I, I believe that government is taking a note of that by looking at uh, other countries and instead of simply banning it they would come out with a set of regulations to actually protect users and that is very very important right when the users feel empowered the industry will flourish right so so yeah so that's my uh, sure. you know, that's that's kind of uh, where we are today obviously there is no clarity from the government but uh, looking at how other countries have done it and have seen a major impact uh, the indian government in my opinion uh, and you know after talking to uh, various government bodies is now looking forward to regulations rather than ban okay so i want you to tell us what are the regulatory black holes as of now areas which are not specifically addressed that you would also like to be addressed so that our listeners know bhai, these are where the risks are so tell us about that sure hmm. so let's compare our industry to stock market or mutual funds right so first thing that needs to happen from the government side is protecting user fund, right? Whenever a, a, a person is depositing money to the crypto company and, you know, in order to buy and sell cryptocurrencies, that funds needs to be secured. Like, like we have seen in industries like mutual funds and stocks, right? That's the basic that needs to happen. But crypto obviously is a little, little complex than stocks and mutual funds. So it has to be a phased approach. First phase should be about protecting user funds. Second phase should be about addressing which currencies are out there. How do we segregate this, these currencies as risky or as, uh, you know, as decentralized and as utilities for people to be able to get involved with those, right? So, uh, and, and eliminating any fraud or, or any kind of wrong activity in this domain, right? So, uh, Again, so it, it's a two-part effort that needs to happen from the government. First, protecting the user funds, uh, similar to how we have in mutual funds and stocks. And second, 
classifying assets into different categories, making sure that user is aware of the risk whenever he's investing in those assets uh, in under a crypto exchange. Fantastic. So folks, you know where, where exactly the, the regulatory risk lies. And that, on that note, this is a wrap on the first part of this episode of Pesa Vesa. My guest today is Ashish Singer, founder and CEO at CoinSwitch. On the other side, we'll be talking about CoinSwitch. All the questions that you wanted to have answered on how you can trade in crypto, what all you can do, outlook on the prices and a whole lot of other stuff coming to you on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back to this episode of Vesa Vesa. My guest today, Ashish Single founder and CEO at CoinSwitch. Ashish, welcome back. Now let's talk about CoinSwitch. Okay, you've got this very interesting product called CoinSwitch Kubey, which is named after the Indian god of, uh, I think, wealth. So talk to us, what exactly is CoinSwitch? What exactly is CoinSwitch Kubey? What do you guys do? What do you offer? Yes. Sure. So CoinSwitch started as a crypto aggregator. So like you book, uh, you know, flights on Make My Trip, where you get all the information of all various flights available and you know what is the price of that and as a user it's very easy for you to choose the cheapest or the best route for you in cryptocurrency we've solved a similar problem by aggregating liquidity of different exchanges and let user figure out what is the best price on different exchanges to convert one crypto to another right from day one we were a global exchange uh, focusing not on india but in the global market why not in India is simply because the regulatory framework was not that clear when we launched in India, right? Currently, we are present in 160 plus countries doing hundreds of millions of dollars in GMV per month, right? And after the ban got lifted in March, we decided to enter back in India with a product which is focused on simplicity, providing simplicity to the users, uh, crypto users, right? Currently, if you look into the market, there are a lot of exchanges out there which are really good exchanges, but for a retail user, for a new user, it becomes really a daunting task to acquire, to learn that much, to start onboarding onto crypto. So what we are solving in crypto with CoinSwitch Kubey is to provide simplicity to the user that uh, similar to how you order food online with Swiggy or how you you know buy something from Amazon, you should be able to buy crypto like that uh, within with a single click, right? So that's what CoinSwitch Kubey is. Uh, letting you buy hundreds of crypto with ease, right? With a single click. And that's what we are focusing on. We launched a month back and have been growing tremendously since then and looking forward uh, to revolutionizing crypto in India for the masses. Great. So talk to us about one thing, Ashish. What has changed, you know, between 2017 and 2020 uh, in terms of trading in crypto? What exactly is different this time around that was not there in 2017? Anything at all? Sure. So 2017 was an outlier year. Uh, I think you would know that as well. Uh, so prices were just crazy and people were not yeah. coming in because they were excited about crypto. They were excited about what is happening with the crypto prices, right? Uh, they wanted to take ad advantage of that and, you know, gain uh, in that growing market, right? But since 2017, the market has matured a lot, right? So th there are price movements, still market fluctuates a lot. But the fluctuations are less and it has been constantly growing. Why it is growing? Because cryptocurrencies by nature are limited in supply, right? And since more and more people are coming in, the demand for these currencies are increasing, which is positively impacting the market and the price of these currencies. 
So we are not seeing sharp growth like we have seen in 2017, but we are seeing gradual growth uh, in the price and the adoption of the currencies. So this is what I would say has changed between 2017 and today. Okay. Now I've got a very basic question. You know, maybe there are listeners out there who weren't into crypto at 20, in 2017. I know that was a wild year, absolutely wild year. The prices are all there for people to check. 2018 was a crash. 2019, what And 2020, again, crypto is back. So I want to understand your, you know, how should me or an investor or a trader, whoever, look at crypto as an asset class, right? Because I can't use it for any transaction. So it's not like cash. Um, so what do I do with it? Do I hold it like I hold gold? Because gold is also something that we don't sell, but at least gold is some kind of measure of value. Or maybe like equity shares. Equity shares is also something that we buy, sell, but we don't really use it. So it's an investment or you trade it or like mutual funds. So what should be the approach towards crypto as an asset in your view? So currently, crypto obviously is not getting used uh, a lot. Uh, there are a- a many applications where you can use these crypto to pay just like money. So currently, crypto holds as an investment entity, right? Think of it like an alternate finance ecosystem where you can hedge your bets in whatever happening in the stock and mutual fund market, right? So treat it like an investment, treat it like maybe gold or I would better put it in uh, like stocks, right? Okay. And uh, entering into crypto is is about, is risky as well because uh, obviously the market is not regulated and there are fluctuations in the market. But if you look at the overall, a little longer, long-term horizon in crypto, then the outlook uh, seems very positive because there's a lot of demand which is out there being of limited supply. Uh, it has to positively uh, or gradually grow Uh, in the right direction right so once you know the basic fundamentals of crypto uh, obviously not how crypto works but what crypto is to you and uh, you should be able to start investing some amount of your money into crypto and see it uh, see it like any other investment like a stock itself right and when how does a stock do well when the product of that company is being used by the masses right Mm -hmm. and it gradually grows similarly when the Bitcoin adoption starts to boom, uh, you would see changes in the prices, right? Coming to, you know, what currency you should invest in. So there are different currencies out there with different use cases altogether and with different brilliant teams behind them, right? Mm. So uh, if you are a newbie in crypto, I would I would say this is obviously just my advice, but obviously uh, stick to the top ones. Stick to the probably top five cryptos and don't go out of the way uh, to invest in other cryptos which because those, those would be a little riskier right which are these but, top five just for the so yeah so these top five you can pick from coin market cap with the top volume which is uh, today is bitcoin ethereum litecoin uh, xrp or uh, you know uh, 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 sorry I, I so fifth one could be uh, say link or say sure, any, sure, any sure. other currency. Yeah. But the number one is Bitcoin. That is there. Number one is Bitcoin. Yes. So what would be the difference between the number one and and the number two just for me to understand this? So number one and number two are differentiated in terms of their principles and what they try okay. to solve. Right. Ah. So let's let's take a difference between Bitcoin and Ethereum, which is number one and number two respectively. So Bitcoin okay. is more about replacing cash, is more about 
acting as a currency ethereum is more about acting as a platform where people can build uh, not just financial services but any decentralized service that they want to so today they want to build a decentralized insurance they can use ethereum to build that right so mm-hmm. ethereum is meant for development and bitcoin is meant for used as a currency right so that's the difference in the principles and if you go down in the list you would find that different currencies serve different purposes right and when they serve different purposes their growth is differentiated because right. uh, it depends on what purpose they serve how big of a problem that they solve uh, and what is the adoption for them right so that's how the price uh, is impacted for these different currencies right but top 5 are relatively relatively uh, you know stable uh, i yeah. i would say relatively because still there is a lot of volatility in the market but they are relatively uh, stable currencies and as as a newbie you can uh, take uh, you know advantage of that and start investing in it see how the market is behaving and get used to it once you are used to it then you should explore uh, different probably top 20 or top 50 currencies which basically solves different use cases and you can read what use cases they solve why would this succeed in the future why one currency versus other would succeed right like you do it in stock right i would i would simply compare it to stocks how you invest in stocks you can compare in a similar way all the cryptocurrencies because everyone is trying to solve a different problem some of them are trying to solve the same problem together similar to yeah. stocks as well uh, similar to two companies solving the same problem but mm. uh, if you look at their fundamentals you look at their team look at their uh, deliveries look at their partnerships you would be able to differentiate a good versus a bad investment right and uh, similar yeah. to stock you should be able to take a call very easily on that there's no nifty for crypto right one index that i can say at ye upar ja raha hai ye niche aa raha hai that's that's still not there or or is there actually an index there are indexes so people have created there obviously not a defined index like uh, nifty okay. uh, because that is defined by the government but being a decentralized uh, crypto uh, crypto being decentralized there is no standard that people follow so uh, mm-hmm. what i said like the top five currencies so pe- sometimes people equate that uh, as uh, say nifty uh, nifty index or uh, s&p 50 right because those are the stable currencies uh, where people can see how the market is moving because market uh-huh. movement still dependent on still top 5 top 10 currencies because most of the volume lies with them right uh, so you plot that and then you uh, go on whenever you are evaluating different currencies you can plot that against the top 10 currencies and see uh, how the growth has been uh, for that currency to get a yeah. little more insight but obviously there are no uh, you know uh, current Uh, standards that you can follow similar to stocks mm. because you know i was going to that that was going to lead me to the last uh, last question on this show which is the favorite question of anybody in the stock markets kya lagta hai as in you know what's what's your basic outlook on crypto as a asset class okay sure and within that do you have a point of view or an outlook on the specific cryptos out there whether it's bitcoin whether it's whatever you just want to leave our listeners on this note in general because i'm thinking that if this gets organized if this gets institutionalized if this if this gets formalized you know in in at least a country like india where at least there are quite a few of us that are of a risk taking appetite as we saw back in 2017 this could actually become a big thing you know the only issue that i have and which you you already explained in, in a lot of depth in the first half is this regulation thing 
I hope that over the longer term, a new asset class is created and therefore also regulated because there can be nothing more important than the safety of an investor who's going into this. And right now there isn't. So let's wrap up this episode on your take on all of this regulatory thing, where you see it going. Will this actually gain? Is, Is there a chance that I can, who knows, maybe buy on Amazon using crypto and your outlook for each and every, you know, or, or at least for the major ones like a Bitcoin or Ethereum. Sure. Let's, let's, let's wrap up on that note. Sure. So uh, to start there, obviously, first, I don't comment on price uh, and uh-huh. you know, people should uh, do their own research. And this is, uh, you know, has past, performance is, not indicate, yes, past exactly. performance is not indicated for future. Okay. Okay. Yes, exactly. Okay, uh, okay. But there are a few things which people can take in mind, right? Uh, when they're investing in an industry which is still maturing, uh, first they need to look at is obviously their money, is their money protected, right? So the regulations need to come out, the, uh, you know, the advancement in the, the framework needs to happen, making sure that their uh, invested money is secure. Uh, once that starts to happen, we would see a lot of people coming into the market. And since the supply of crypto is limited, with higher demand, chances are that the price is, it's going to reflect in the price, similar to how, uh, you know, it reflects in the price of a stock or a mutual fund, right? When the demand okay. is higher uh, the and supply is limited, the price, uh, refle- it reflects directly in the price of, of that currency or that stock, right? Uh, and that will also be the sign of maturity in the market, right? So there might be a correction in the price for a lot of currencies. Some currencies may be overvalued at this point. Some currencies may be undervalued at this point. And the price correction would start to happen, right? But once this industry starts to grow and establish itself as a new asset class, uh, I, would say, I would say that, you know, the opportunities are endless there, right? Why do I say that? As by looking at data, right? Currently, crypto... Uh, maybe the total volume at this point is about $250 billion. Stocks are traded in about uh, 10 times or even 100 times that uh, value, right? Mm -hmm. So so there are a lot of growth in this segment. Obviously, this is a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, this segment hasn't matured that much at this point. A lot of maturity needs to happen in this market to be able to reach to a status to be able, we should be able to compare it with stocks. But uh, over time, once uh, the right steps are taken to grow this industry, I particularly, because I've been in crypto, I see it as, uh, you know, be someday comparable to the stock market, right? And which would directly reflect in first the growth of this market and the price of different currencies, uh, you know, reflecting or be compared to that of stocks. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, I would, you know, I would be thrilled myself if you have a new asset class creation because by God, yes, I mean, you know, uh, it would be a great avenue for diversification itself. Yeah? The kind of stuff that we invest in these days and you know that India has got this thing with real estate and gold and uh, whatnot. Yeah. That thankfully yeah. has changed so, over the years and now... So it just gives an, yeah, an alternate financial ecosystem for people to hedge their bets on, right? Everything currently is in turmoil. Uh, so it just gives the comfort that being a global impacted market, people are yeah. investing not just what is happening in India, but what is happening worldwide, right? So it's a, it's a, it, it's not going to be an Indian asset, but it's going to be a world asset where people can, you know, take advantage and uh, invest as other people in the other countries are investing in. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, the, so what's the global scene like out here right now? Because I'm, my guess is that if this gets formalized, even in the US, where I think there is still some amount of grey areas out there, VC money would just flow in into startups out there. Yeah? What's 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 the scene in the US? So in the US, it's still uh, it's still much much better than India. Uh, so there mm. there are licenses for crypto companies. There are set of regulations that crypto companies have to follow for user protection, for user fund protection. Uh, so which gives users a lot of confidence to start investing in these companies, right? Why you haven't seen uh, a lot of companies of crypto in the US is the reason that uh, they vet the companies who are coming into crypto a lot, right? Okay. Uh, why Coinbase holds 80% of the market share is because uh, they have shown consistent, uh, you know, user protection and consistent uh, openness uh, in the system and be able to acquire licenses from different states and able to operate their business there, right? In India, uh, today, anyone can start a crypto company, which is obviously not a bad thing, but Mm. uh, uh, for a user, it becomes, where do I invest? What is this company following? How is my money protected, right? So these questions still remain unanswered, which creates kind of a risk in users' head, right? So which needs to be addressed if we need to go the route of uh, the US, uh, so the user protection should be the top priority of the government. Yeah, because I don't know, you know, the the the, the thing is that um, without any regulator, without anyone backing this, it's it's all dependent on the on the company who I am going with because yes. I have to link my bank account to your app. That's the only way that I can buy Bitcoin. Am I right in that? Yes. So you have to, you can obviously change. So this is same as stock, right? Because everyone currently is following the regulations laid out for uh, uh, stock brokerage, right? Okay. Here you okay. link your bank account from which you buy and sell so that uh, it can be reported uh, against your PAN card, right? To pay taxes and all those things. Obviously, mm-hmm. currently crypto companies do not have a framework to report the gains or losses to the government. But we follow the same methods that one day, once the regulations comes out, uh, we, uh, the crypto companies or crypto asset class as a whole should be able to do exactly what stock brokers are doing today. Okay. And let's hope that happens in the future, folks, you know, that you have a new asset class to invest in and there is a robust infrastructure of regulation and law to control it. On that note, on that positive note, that is a wrap on this episode of Pesa Vesa. My guest, Ashish Singhal, founder and CEO at CoinSwitch. Ashish, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Anupam. Thanks for inviting me. And listeners, if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IBM podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You want to reach out to me? I'm B50 on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to Pesa Pesa. No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.